0: Welcome to Thought Feeder. I am Joel Goodman. Joining me as always is the illustrious John Steven Stansel. And today we are talking about a scourge on the creativity, the brand efficacy Canva. Okay, well, that, that's me yeah, as No, awkward. no,
1: no. It's not harsh at all. <laughs> Let me at him. I'm ready to go. Let's 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 let's, let's take down Canva. Let's <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll, let me lose some followers on Twitter and and upset some folks.
0: Uh, come on. If they haven't read your blog on Canva yet, then, you know, Yeah,
1: well, you know, this can came out and I've gotten the reputation of being the anti Canva guy, uh, a little bit. And it's not just Canva. Canva is the easy target to pick on. There are so many kind of like graphic design template apps. There's Adobe Spark, there's Over, there, there's a whole bunch of them out there. Canva is just by far the most popular one and probably the best interface, but it's one of the biggest offenders. And I, I, I did a presentation at Case a while back, just talking about some of the trends in social media that I think have kind of passed. I had one slide in my slide deck that said, Canva is in a replacement for a graphic designer. And canva makes you a graphic designer the way a microwave makes you a five-star chef and there was a collective gasp in the room like oh, but js i use canva <laughs> audible i know i know you use canva because all the templates look the same and i can spot a canva template from a mile away and honestly so can your audience because all the content looks identical and it's time that we move past canva and and start actually budgeting for graphic design professional content for our 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 programs Now, generally you don't see a university using canva for for major work but i have seen very large universities use canva for social media content on their main accounts and I can tell because I can get on Canva right away and go, okay, well, there's the template you use. Let me change out the colors and I can recreate the same content. You just put on your Twitter account that has 70,000 followers with content that you made on Canva, probably a free account. And frankly, it's uninteresting. It's boring. And it looks like every other, it, it looks like every single coffee
0: shop that sprung up in your downtown area. Now. JS, I think there are some ways that... Is anyone still listening? (laughs) I think there are some ways that applications like Canva could be used in good ways. But the problem is, if you don't care enough to spend the money on real graphic designers... Do you care enough to spend the money on setting up these tools to actually be something that can be used institution-wide or organization-wide? And I think in general, that's not the case because what you could do with a tool like Canva, maybe not Canva specifically, but a tool like it, you could have your staff graphic designers or a freelance graphic designer that creates assets for you put together customized templates for your institution in the same way that you know, in the olden days, there would be a, there'd be a Photoshop file for the alumni magazine, or I guess an InDesign file for the alumni magazine, and it would have all your styles floated in, and really all you had to do was plug in photos and choose what layouts and things that you wanted. Very small kind of microcosm in the higher ed space. But why, why couldn't you have your staff designers design a bunch of really good, solid, say, social media card Templates that really what you had to do was choose the template that you want that is branded specifically for your university and is from your brand manager or whatever the designer that's managing the brand for you brand visuals. Why don't why don't we do that? Why don't universities do things like that? I think many do, and
1: I I, and that's what I recommend to people who come to me and go, well, I don't I've got a small program, I don't have the budget for a graphic designer, I don't know how to to use the Adobe suite. Or I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> what? 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 You know, can I still use Canva? And I, and I think that's a reasonable solution. The problem is Canva is easy enough to be extremely dangerous because what happens is non-professional marketers running their social for those smaller accounts start to get bored, and idle hands are the devil's playground, right? Right. So they are like, man, I'm tired of using the same Canva template. Let me go in and see what I can change and update. And oh you know, Canva just released some new templates. They sure do look pretty. Let me, they've got a very Joanna Gaines look to them. Let me uh, change them to our brand colors and slap our logo on it. And that's, it's branded, right? Because we're using our colors and our logo. So it's, it's branded now. Like, well, no, no. Your brand is more than just your colors and your logo. There's a lot more that goes into it. So yes and no. So yeah, yes, create you know custom Canva templates that people can drag and drop their content into, but also enforce the fact that they have to stick to those templates. And if they want something different, they need to come back to you rather than going rogue and trying to make something on their own in Canva because they're not. my, My biggest beef with Canva is one, they market themselves in this way, you know, they say, we're going to make graphic design accessible to everyone it's easy to do graphic design. No graphic design is hard. That's why we have graphic design schools and people go right and get degrees in graphic design. You know, it, it is a profession and it's a profession that requires a lot of training and receives very low pay. We need to respect our graphic designers and respect their work for one and, and, and hire them and budget for them. And, and also we have to realize that not, not anyone can do graphic design. Um, it just, just like, I, I think any creative, creative position, people assume that just about anybody can do it and, and that that's not the case. It does require time and training and effort. Canva, Canva isn't graphic design. It's cut and paste.
0: Yeah. I, I kind of view Canva as it was. So there was a whole, a whole slew of these products that started coming out that, you know, wanted to democratize graphic design or, you know, like you said, make graphic design accessible for any person, whether they know it or not. I think that kind of started with sites like 99designs. Um, Fiverr, to some extent, can be used this way. But there was a time when you started a new business. If you had a startup, for instance, what did you do for branding? Well, you didn't have any capital to go spend $1,500 on a middle tier, maybe low tier freelance graphic designer who actually could create something nice for you, you thought, meh, I got 25 bucks in my pocket. I'm going to go see if I can get a logo for $25. And then what you would get is someone pulling a template that they had in a folder that they've used for a thousand other bids on 99designs, tossing in your business name, maybe changing the font, maybe not changing the font, switching up the colors to ones that you liked and presenting that. But you're looking at a concept that thousands and thousands of other people have been pitched before. And most likely, if it's one of the better looking ones that thousands and thousands of other people have used for their own business identity. And Canva is the sort of tool that takes that concept and says, well, let's cut out the middleman. We don't need to have someone, you know, if the, if this person is just pulling up a template that they've created and throwing in different colors and everything, so we can just create a user interface for the normal person to do that and charge them that $25 every month so that they can do it themselves. And there's, like you said, JS, there's so much that goes into design as a profession, whether it's graphic design or, or, or any other, uh, you know, sub-discipline within design I'm I'm a designer. Most of my friends are graphic design professional graphic designers. That is what they do for a living. And doing this uh I think it hurts the industry, it hurts the profession for one. And that's always been one of the bigger the bigger arguments against people using 99 designs is that it really does hurt an industry of of people that Have spent years studying this. That you know, it's not just drawing pictures, it's people that have studied color theory, they've studied semiotics, they've studied how design affects emotion and affects how you're going to convince people to take actions. And when you kind of take away all that knowledge, why, why, like, commoditized design just ends up looking like the same old thing because it's a couple of people's vision of what will work for anyone. Yeah, and let's compare it to another field. Our staff
1: photographer, we have one staff photographer because his schedule is packed. Every single university event, every single thing, we get photo requests. We want we want the photographer there. We need the photographer here. We need the photographer here. Well, why, why can't you take your own pictures? You've got a camera in your back pocket, right? You know, or, or we can loan you a camera. Because they realize that the difference in quality between photos from a professional photographer via what they can do themselves as amateur photographers is a drastically huge mm. difference. I don't understand
0: why they don't apply that to graphic design as well. Well, JS, what about Instagram filters? <laughs> Can't you just throw a filter on top of a photo? That's... Do you remember, oh man, it was like th- maybe three or four years ago. Oh, it might've been longer than that, honestly. But when uh, newspapers were firing their photography staff and going to just like, any reporter out there carrying an iPhone can take a picture and, and eventually, did you ever see this? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm currently, re, I'm reading the No
1: the, Filter, the, the inside story of Instagram right now, which um, will we'll make it a, a um, thought feeder book recommendation of the week right there.
0: It's worth the read. All those newspapers ended up hiring back their professional photographers. Well, not all of them, but the ones that are still considered legitimate journalism hired back their staff photographers because because there's a real skill in art and there's a lot of knowledge that goes into taking a good photograph that communicates what you need it to communicate and, and supports what's written in an article. You don't just say, well... I'm going to switch all this photography to, to Candid's taken on, you know, a a slew of different phones with different white balance settings and at different focal lengths. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, and part of it too is, is Canva is not foolproof. Even, even using the templates, if you do not have a basic understanding of graphic design, you're not looking at, at a lot of the details, you can have a lot of slip ups. one thing. I'm not just railing against Canva. I've taken the time. I've played with it. I've done a lot of things inside Canva. Like, so I've got inside knowledge of of its strengths and weaknesses. And a lot of the trendy fonts right now, people use because they think, "Oh, okay, that looks nice. That's the one Canva proposes." So I'm going to just automatically use what's in that template. And I, I think one of the the biggest culprits and and worst fonts in there is is called Brusher. It's like the. It's not as bad as Comic Sans, but it it, it's getting there where the letters the lowercase b and the lowercase n is very difficult to they they look it looks like a d the n looks a bit like an r so if you write the word I, I ran across the word deans somebody spelled out in brusher and I couldn't tell if it was bears deans or beans and an amateur designer is not. Thinking of those sort of details a lot of times, they just think, okay, it's brush your font. This looks this looks nice. This is what everybody's using right now. Yay. And it, maybe it's not you know, the right typeface for you to use. So there's so many design pitfalls that you can step into, even, even within Canvas templates. And then onto the fact we talked about homogeneity uh, on last week's episode. And do you really want your program looking like every single other person using Canva? out there you need that differentiation
0: you need something unique that's you canvas not branding and i think on the on the flip side of that statement in particular do you want your program looking so different from the rest of your university branding that it sticks out as probably something that looks unprofessional and terrible and unappealing because that happens a lot too you know like you'll get especially Especially with these underfunded departments where they've got, you know, uh, a faculty person dictating to a student worker what an ad or share card should look like. And they look in the stock photo collection that's on Canva and maybe they add a photo filter and then, like, oh, I don't really like it. you You know what I think this is like? It's like the new media version of when we let faculty and random staff edit their web content and purple text and brush script font and all that junk that would show up on our websites. Joel, allow me to take a sip of my tea. Of course. Uh, because this
1: sort of thing happens all the time at universities where we have programs who don't want to comply with university branding because we're different and we're special. Yeah. And one thing we, we have to remember is the limitations that we put on us ourselves through branding, what our brand colors are, what our, our brand fonts are, what are what our, our look and what our, our tone and voice is, that's not a weakness that we're taking away crayons out of your box. That is a strength. The the brand is your strength, not your weakness. And those smaller programs on campus that want to be their own thing, they are doing so at their own risk of losing the strength of the overall brand of the university. And by using Canva templates, they're diluting it even further. So Canva has right currently, at last count, has more than four million users. Four million people are using Canva right now. And all of those users have seen all of the templates that Canva has to offer. They know what Canva content looks like. They've seen the template that you're using. And when they see it, they know. No, it's there. So maybe while non-Canva users may not know what all those templates are, they certainly have seen them out there before. And all of a sudden, all this content looks the same and your content is now lost and drowned out in a sea of Canva templates. And that's not what you want. No matter what colors you change it to, no matter what, if you slap a university logo on it, it still looks like that content that's out there. Okay. All right. I'm Soapbox JS week. All right. (laughs)
0: Well, I think there's,
1: I, 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 I was just gonna say, I'm, 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 I, Joel, if you haven't noticed, I'm a little passionate about this. <laughs> I, I, I just, 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 just a little bit. Like w- when, when I see a Canva template used on a university account, my blood pressure goes up just, just, just a little bit and a little vein in my head starts going pop, 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 because I see it all the time. And it's not, th- I mean, there are no social media people, we are overworked we have to crank content out constantly we may or may not have access to graphic design teams and half of the time your graphic design people are working on print projects which somehow people think are magically more important than anything digital so you're on your own creating your own assets well okay here's what i'm going to advocate for social media people who have to create and do their own graphic design rather than using canva this is going to take time and effort But go to your supervisor and say, look, I am responsible for creating digital graphic design content. I do not have the training for it. I'm not a graphic designer. Allow me a certain number of hours a week. To spend some time on Skill Shares, we're we're on university campuses. Audit graphic design 101. Heck, let me watch some YouTube videos if I have to. But make it that professional development to learn just the fundamentals of graphic design. You don't have to be the next Paul Rand or Saul Bass, yeah. but just learn the basic principles of it and make that a part of your job. and 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 that that the return on that investment will pay back tenfold yes it's going to take a lot of time to learn how to use the adobe suite at the beginning but at this point for me i'm not a professional graphic designer but that's what i had to do and i can i can turn out something that looks really good and looks really professional in a matter of minutes now and a lot faster than i i could personally use canva and and it, it's it's branded to the university, and we own the content. It's
0: not something that belongs to Canva. Yeah, yeah. I think going back to your comment on you know the restrictions of university brands, I think in a lot of ways there's a level of flexibility if you get real graphic designers in. There's a lot you can do with your brand standards of typography, of photography style, of colors, you know, limited color scheme that actually provides a ton of flexibility. It's when you break out of those guidelines or break out of that fence when you really get in trouble with trying to design something good. Because for the most part, universities don't normally just hire a fresh out of undergrad designer to do a full University rebrand and redesign. <laughs> it generally doesn't happen. They generally spend a ton of money to have a new logo created, or to have uh, you know their color palette adjusted, or whatever else. And they're paying real professional designers in the majority of cases to spend time, to spend all of the knowledge that they have acquired over the previous decades to making something that will fit any number of circumstances and. That's able to progress and and develop and evolve along the way as as general aesthetic styles kind of change. When Bravery Media goes in to to do a website redesign, we look at a university's brand and we say, okay, we know we know what the brand style guide is. We know all the parameters that we have. How do we take what's here and start to progress it along a little bit? We don't say okay, we're totally going to make this dark red a really bright red, and we're totally, you know, we're going to change all of these fonts to something completely different because that affects the overall look. But JS, you were saying, uh, you pointed out, you know, there are a lot of these departments and schools that want to look entirely different or want to have their own identity within a university. And there are some places that do this really well. Like you can You can look at some of the, some of like Cornell schools or some of Harvard schools that, especially on the, on the more arts side of things, or, or maybe on the architectural side of things, they're creating, they're creating departmental or school websites that have a distinct look from the main university website, but feel related and in the family and don't feel slapdash together or unprofessional, or they definitely don't feel like they've come out of a template. And because they've had a designer help them with it exactly. i mean that's why exactly like I, I
1: do you really trust a you know a I, i'm trying to think of a of a faculty an area to pick on but do you, do you really trust a world languages department to build their own brand that's not what they do that's not and, and they shouldn't like that that it's not their responsibility to know how to do that that that's what a a trained graphic design marketing branding expert is, is for so yeah trust the professionals and and then on top of that if you're in one of those positions and, and you do reach out to professional listen to what they have to say you know we, we all have opinions on what we like and what we don't and what we think our program is uh, or isn't but the marketing people and the, the designers they 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 know how to sell your program. They know how to brand your program and and, and listen to their advice. I think one thing that happens is, especially with Canva is the marketing office will go in and say, Hey, let us design something for you. We'll we'll create it as professional. And and that, that team makes something and it looks good and it's branded. But then that department says, well, we don't like that. We've got a student worker who's Gen Z or they'll probably say millennial when they, they mean Gen Z and. (laughs) and can do it and that that student worker will create something that is just obscenely i i don't want to student workers have to learn somehow like it i, I don't want to rail on student workers but they'll they'll create content that is not professional because they're not professionals yet they're still students right and they'll say oh okay well we've got it now you know and that person that student worker probably made it on canva yeah yeah and we 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 have to get beyond that. We have to have marketing offices with some authority to say, no, you are not using this because it it one, it's not good for your program, but also it weakens the institutional branding overall. We we have to to work as one institution. I, I often say in meetings, I'm like if I work for Nike and I design. A shoe but I don't like the swoosh (laughs) I can't say no I'm not using the swoosh I want to make my own thing Nike's gonna come in and say you better put that swoosh on there or you're not working here anymore and I I think universities don't have marketing
0: teams don't have that level of authority but boy do they need it and we've railed on canva this entire episode Uh, I just want to state for the record that I am against most mass templated design products, I'm, I'm against Squarespace, I'm against premium air quotes, WordPress themes. Do you all remember when everyone could tell when you had a WordPress site because you were using a theme that everyone else used? The WordPress look was a thing that people talked about a lot. And that's the problem with, I think, this whole move to democratize design in general is really that you're not getting something unique. You might like it, but it's not helping you. In the same way that we talked about homogeneity last week in general in higher ed, you're now, when you use Canva or use a Squarespace template or use a, a WordPress template or you know anything that hasn't been professionally customized or professionally originally designed for your brand all you're doing is extending that homogeneity to the entire the entire world instead of just being you know homogenous within higher education you are now diluting it everywhere (laughs) in everywhere 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 in every sector you are just you are just noise that's all you are is is noise bland Unappealing noise. Well, and two, you know, and th- this is mostly inconsequential
1: uh, to some extent. But like, I often think about how dated Canva templates are going to look in five years. A- and granted, most mostly people are using it for either f- for for ephemeral content, for for flyers on the wall, for social media content, which I love. But for the most part, you know, is 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 ephemeral. But a lot of Canva content. Ends up on you know the deepest darkest recesses of your university website, uh, and it was going to stay there for a long time. And it's going to and in five years, like you know, you, you ever watch um which is the the Night of the Living Dead movie where they're in the mall? Oh yeah, <laughs> like in and and you look at the signs in the mall from like nineteen eighty one or whatever. Like that's what Canva content is going to look like. It's going to just look have this this. This dated look that just says late, late aughts, early twenties, and we're going to cringe. It's going to be like the chinko jeans and slap bracelets of, of social media in, <laughs> in, in 10 years. Yeah. Hopefully not together. Let's go off on old, old brands we wore in high school. Some Massimo, some no fear. <laughs> airwalks. Oh man. I loved airwalks. Missed my airwalks. Okay. So one if you if you use canva if you've used canva in the past I don't want this to feel like a personal attack and I, I'm sure at some point during this podcast if you if you're still listening you've gone oh my goodness like no no I, I I've used canva I'm proud of it and it's, it's hard for us to look at at, at at things critical and we all you know I, I like I said when I started out in the field I was not a designer and I was I was kind of trying to learn learn as I go and uh, there are alternatives and like i said it takes takes time to learn but allow yourself to learn because graphic design is something that is really you know it, it's a wonderful outlet learning to appreciate it is something that is is very rewarding and also man why not invest the time into it and and add to your your personal skill set and really learn how to do graphic design i know we're all busy but man if you took one hour a week to watch a Skillshare or watch a youtube video or just read a book on graphic design in a year you would be at a level so so far advanced of all all of the others that are still using canva templates that's going to add to your value to your institution and, and your position. And, and, and honestly, right now where we're seeing universities have furloughs and layoffs, the more skills you can have, the better off you are going to be in the long term. And nobody, like seriously, if you're putting, I know how to use Canva on your resume, that's not getting you anywhere. <laughs> in, invest in yourself, learn graphic design. If, you're, if your job entails you to, to, to create this sort of content, Learn how to do it yourself rather than use templates. You owe it to yourself.
0: You're good enough. You can do this. Go forth and conquer. Go team. Thanks as always for listening to the Thought Feeder podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and we would appreciate a follow, a subscribe, a rating, a review, whatever you can give us. We are at ThoughtFeedPod on Twitter, and you can also find us at ThoughtFeederPod.com where all of the episodes are listed and links to every possible subscription service that we are on. Thanks again for listening. ThoughtFeeder is hosted by Joel Goodman and John Steven Stansel and edited by Joel Goodman. ThoughtFeeder is sponsored by University Insight.